Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Where? Maybe on Disney Plus. Maybe. It's a rumor. Just like every other character is getting a Disney Plus series. Right? I'm sure you're sick of it by now, but hopefully you're not sick of us. Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. Uh, it's Thursday. I'm John. It's December. Crazy. It's December in 2020, the longest year in the history of our planet Earth here in the uh, the Milky Way galaxy. But we're going to take you to another galaxy. Uh, James and Lacey with me as always. Uh, we're going to be talking about Star Wars. And yeah, we're going to be talking about Boba Fett and a little bit about... Uh, what they can do with the character now, uh, now that he's back, back in business. Uh, so how you guys doing? Uh, what is the dealio? When you, so like when you first heard uh, about the Boba Fett rumor, what was the first thing that popped in your head? Not real. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's I, fair. I, I don't know. I, I think you're right. You already nailed it, right? It's like you hear it and it's like, okay. I think everybody's kind of in that we'll see, right? I don't know that anybody's like, yes, finally confirmed, right? You know, or whatever, but it, it is what it is, right? Yeah, I just, my initial thought was there are so many other characters that I'd prefer to have a series than Boba Fett, so that's yeah. kind of where i was at yeah that's fair and like we're not the biggest fet fans as a collective on the podcast i don't think but he's all right yeah he's not my favorite character yeah he's a little, little overrated a little overrated um but i, I th- i'd be down to see what they do with him uh if they're able to kind of really get into um humanizing him a bit and seeing where they go with that because I, I i'll admit i think we were all pretty interested when we saw him pop up in the mandalorian uh, in a Tuscan Raider outfit, no helmet, all scarred up, and uh, see what they can do with them there. But um, I don't know. But uh, yeah, we'll get to that later, of course. Um, we have uh, the Mando Fan Show coming back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be talking about Chapter 14. Chapter 14. That means there's only two more after tomorrow. I can't believe it. Uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Jeff Lowe from Lights, Camera, Barstool. Uh, it'll be his third time with us. I think he uh, did TRB once, Mando Fan Show once, and now uh, he's rounding out his trilogy uh, with us. So we're excited to hang out with Jeff tomorrow night. Um, before we get into uh, Will of the Force, coffee from TRB to your hearts via weirdbrothers.com. We do have a brew. If you want to pick it up, go to weirdbrothers.com, look up the Resistance Brew, pick up a bag. It's delicious. Uh, and enjoy yourself some good coffee, and you'll be supporting a local business down in Virginia and also your friends here at TRB. Um, all right, James, Will of the Force is the name of the game. What's the dealio? I said dealio twice already. That's enough. What, what's going on? Two times. Yeah. I fear nothing for all this. As the force wills it. All right, guys, if you want to support the podcast, Resistance Broadcast, uh, you need to head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you join at the $5 level, which is our major level uh, and up, you can submit topics for this particular segment. Um, before we get into Will of the Force, though, before we get into it, um, we want to give a shout out to all of our Patreon generals. And that those people are Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Bethany, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gellner, and Paul Olson. Thank you guys so much for being generals. Thank you. Thank you for helping keep the show going, right? 
Um, and speaking of show, let's get back to it. Will the Force this week is going to be an all Resistance Officer episode. So we're going to kick it off right here with Commander Kyle Baker. And Kyle wanted to know, will the Mandalorian start to shift our view of the armor to see her as a villain? Lacey, are we going to start seeing the armor as a villain? Hey, Kyle. Um, I... So this this question is a good question, Kyle. It, it's a little tricky because it depends on the motive of the armor. Like when if she's still alive, which I hope she is, and we see her again, which I hope we do, it really depends if she was doing what she thought was right based on what someone told her or if she was the one that decided that they can't take their helmets off and they can't do all these things and they have to be this way compared to what we learned Obviously, with the Bo-Katan people where they're like, you can take your helmet off, man. It's okay. Like, don't worry about it. It's, it's really okay. <laughs> Not a big deal. Um, so it kind of depends on that. So I think we could see her being the villain in the sense of he's lost out on a lot of experiences and a lot of interactions and relationships with people based on the fact that he hasn't been able to take his helmet off. Yeah. Um. So that alone, like she's already and the clan itself has already closed him off to a lot of people um, because we as humans connect via our face, our eyes, our facial features, our reactions to each other. Um, So, yeah, I think they could, but not at the level, obviously, of a Moff Gideon. Sure. Yeah. Um, John, what do you think about the armor potentially becoming kind of an antagonist in the show? I I think we will. I think there's a reason they've been gone. I think they want us by the visual of uh, where they were, their hideout or headquarters, whatever they called it. Um, they wanted to make it seem like it got cleaned out like by, by other people and they got either killed or they had to run off. But it's possible they just picked up and left and <laughs> said, hey, we're going to forget that guy who took the that kid and got us in all this trouble. We're, we're going to go relocate and whatever. So I think we may start off where uh, her and that crew, the the new This Is The Way group, uh, are antagonists. But either at the end of this season or next season, they'll be battling the two different factions of Mandalorians on which is the way. But then ultimately they'll all unite, like X-Men United, to take on Moff Gideon and the bigger problem, the bigger threat. So initially I'll say yes as my short answer, but I think... Uh, it'll wind up being a let's come together type of thing. Yeah, I I, I don't think so. Um, I, I'm i kind of a little bit surprised to, to hear the question um, because I, I took the armor as someone who was kind of a leader or uh, someone who's a little bit more aware of like the outside picture that she's kind of just showing these people. Um, and I think that their entire group was very open to the Mandalorian when he did his thing in the first place. He's like, you're not supposed to do what he did, but he did it anyway. And they said, we get you. We we're here with you. We're part of a group. We Mm. move the same as you do. So his exposure to new ideas and a new way of being, they were open to that. And they saw themselves as kind of a family that moves in that direction. Um, when I did see the question though, I, I thought, well, she's got the horns. Like maybe she was like her history is being one of the like mall DeLoreans or whatever. And that could definitely clash with Bo-Katan and stuff. 
but I, I still think the the end, the, the V word here is a little harsh. I don't think they're ever going to make that character a villain or, or this sort of crazy faction they have to fight against. I, I, I think that at the whole, that's his family. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. A little bit of a different opinion, but it could go anyway, right? Yes. Um, next up here is Commander... Uh, Commander Michael Harrell and Michael has a question for us. He wants to know, will Han and Chewie show up in the Mandalorian possibly at Maz's castle? That would be interesting. John, what do you think? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Um, you know, my whole adage as you know, by now is, um, they don't like to do, uh, post recasting in star Wars. Um, so any, like wherever Harrison Ford began as Han, he will forever be Han Solo from that point forward. They'll go back and do re, uh, recasting with younger folks like Alden Ehrenreich, Ewan McGregor, but they'll never cross that plane until they do it. I don't think they will. So I don't think we're going to see Alden Ehrenreich showing up in a post Harrison Ford timeline of Han Solo. Uh, and that, and then, uh, and I don't think they're going to recast Han Solo again with someone else. Like, let's get someone older now. I, so <laughs> I, I just, it, it's messy. It, they're not going to sandwich in Harrison Ford time with another actor at the bottom line. So uh, we're not going to see Han and Chewie there, but hopefully obviously makes a little too happen. We see uh follow up solo. Yeah. L- Lacey, what do you think on this one? Um, I agree. I think that, first of all, hi, Michael, you're a newer commander. So yeah. welcome to the community. We're excited to have you. Um, I agree with John that they're never going to cross that point when Harrison was Han Solo with another actor. I just think it's like one of those things like, we're not going to touch that. Like, no one would want to. And why should you? It's that story's already happening. Um, I So then this wouldn't make sense. Long story short. So, no, this will not happen because there's no way that they're going to tell that tale after Return of the Jedi with a character, with an actor that's not Harrison Ford. And obviously, Harrison Ford, unfortunately, can't play that role right now. So, yeah. He could with a wig. Well, but he, he could do a lot of things, but that'd be stretching <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, okay. Look, well, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with both of you guys for the same points that you guys already said. I think it would be a little weird because of, of who they would have to cast. So can I, can I do a quick, like throw it back at you guys just real quick? Um, if you had to do it, like you were hired and you had to do it, what do you do? Do you try to like hide his face, Solo's face, hide him in the background? Do you go ahead and bring in Alton? Do you recast and bring in someone who could match Harrison a little better? What are your thoughts? It depends what the role is. Is it just him in the background somewhere? Then you can use anybody and just kind of blur him out. Uh, But you would know and see Chewie. Like, you don't have to hide Chewie. But if if you're going to interact with him where he's talking, then you're going to have to use Alden. (laughs) It's like, why would you use a third actor when you already have Hansel standing there? That's, that's, you know, you have me thinking now because you can still sell me Harrison Ford's voice so you could show Chewie at the foot of the Falcon like ramp and they're talking to him and you hear like Han from inside the Falcon like Chewie let's get out of here and then they, he just is like, oh, okay. And he gets in and they leave. Yeah. That's the only way. I, yeah, that's the only way. I, I mean, that's like do. the emperor thing that I had said originally with Rise of Skywalker, where they show his back, but not his face yeah. type thing. It's yeah. like you can do those tricky filmmaking things. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's not going to be 
Yeah. Harrison Ford. So yeah. it's like it's you, like the whole Luke thing that we've been discussing. Like, will Luke show up? How, yeah, I've double, yeah. How, how much money do you think it would take Harrison Ford to, to do some ADR voice acting for a Mando spot? He's like, just buy me a new plane. His voice sounds he, gruff now. He couldn't do it. It is a little no. gruff. I'll, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like Mark Hamill. Like, I love Mark Hamill, and he's such a talented voice actor specifically. He can't play young Luke. He Him can't. and Carrie, both their voices went way different. That's for sure. Yeah. And that's just you know, life, you know, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um I would if I had to, I think you're right. I'd probably do some sort of confrontation with Chewie. Chewie goes back up into the Falcon and the Mando like turns around and he looks up in the cockpit. And for sake of visual effects, let's say it's raining, but you see him through the thing and he like looks and gives an acknowledgement. But it's but it's total CG. That's what I'd probably do. Yeah. I'd probably bury it, make it look really good, but it, it's there. You can see his face, and he's in the scene. I, that's how I'd probably do it. Han's like, what, but, why is Boba Fett down there? <laughs> yeah, or exactly. a really cool way they could work it in, would, and this would be a tie back to uh, The Force Awakens, is like if Han and Chewie were an option for Mando, and he's like, oh, that's garbage. No. No. And then just moved <laughs> yeah, on yeah, to yeah. whatever the next actual choice was yeah, yeah yeah like like we should take a a yt model with these smugglers and he's like no that's garbage, garbage. Like, junk get it out of here <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly i like that all right let's move on um major ash aka smash uh wanted to know will we get an extended version of the rise of skywalker would be nice this is their their add-on here would be nice to have it breathe a little uh, more with the extended cut. John, this was going to you first. Uh, what do you think of this? Uh, Star Wars doesn't roll that way. They don't do director cuts. Uh, here's an extended cut. I mean, they do the special edition stuff, but an extended cut is a different ballgame where you're adding chunks of time to the movie. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I really doubt it. Uh, maybe one day they do a special edition thing if they want to update some graphics and, and whatever, but uh, I don't think you're going to see that. They had their opportunity to do it out of the gate if they wanted to split it or whatever the case was with all those rumors about splitting it up. But now that it's done and out, uh, you got yourself a movie and people either need to accept it or never talk about it, whatever you want to do. But I think that's pretty much it. That's, that's, yeah, Lacey, what do you think? Extended version? Uh, it says Tross here, but I- I'm thinking Lord of the Rings. <laughs> What? It says trust in the show notes, but every every time I see that, and, and especially in conjunction with extended version, I'm thinking Lord of the Rings. Oh, I, I associate would... a four symbol movie with L O T R. Lord of the Rings is absolutely perfect. There's nothing wrong with that trilogy, and I will watch it for 14 more hours. That's how perfect it is. Um, hello, Ash. How's it going? Um, all I could think about was Ash Smash. With that name, but yeah. Um, I, do you do you have those? Uh, just knock my mic you over. Just smash your mic. <laughs> I did. Um, do you do you real quick? Do you have the uh, Hulk uh, green gloves? Hulk hands. The Hulk hands. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Why would I have Hulk hands? Look behind you. Look at all the stuff you have. I figured you may have a pair of Hulk hands. Um, Ash. While I would really love an extended version of The Rise of Skywalker, because I think there's a lot of parts that kind of, to me at least, could use a little explaining, if not a little ad here, a little ad there. And we know that the, well, 
I guess it's kind of a rumor, but JJ kind of hinted that the original version is like really, really long. Um, So we always want to see what that full version is. But at the same time, what we got is what they wanted us to see. So while I I want to be that greedy fan and see it, I don't think it's going to happen because what you got is what they intended for you. And the fact that the DVD, Blu-ray, whatever 4K version that you bought didn't come with a commentary track, I'm assuming they don't want you to see anymore. And there's no deleted scenes, which is always nuts to me because... I love deleted scenes, commentaries, behind the scenes stuff. I love the documentaries that they do. So it kind of boggled my mind that they didn't have any deleted scenes whatsoever. Not even ones like they did in The Force Awakens where they're like, Kylo goes into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. And yeah, you're like, okay, that does make sense. I don't know why they would add this in there. They had none of that for this. Um, Plus, with just kind of the split on this movie with fandom and fans and everybody else i think they're just like you said in your question comment uh they're letting this breathe so i don't think you're going to hear about this movie for a while yeah. <laughs> i think they're leaving it alone uh as is i i hate to be the guy but i'm in agreement with both of you i i think that's exactly how it's going to go down i i will say the fact that they didn't put the commentary, the fact that they didn't put any deleted scenes, the fact that we heard so many rumors about how this one was considering being split and how they shot other stuff. And we know they shot stuff that isn't in the movie because we've seen screenshots from it from books and stuff. They have that content. I think that's where this question starts to come from. Why not? Why didn't they do it just like they did all the other movies? Are they planning something? And it leads to this like weird speculation. What I think would be really cool, and it's not going to happen, I think it would be really cool if when they inevitably decide and, and that they're going to do episode 10 and move on, that they re-release these movies with in, potentially improved visuals, but mostly like new added scenes. They release them back in theaters, Force Awakens, one month. Last Jedi. You the mean next like month, Ben Solo survives Scott. type scenes? Like what kind of scenes are you no, talking? No, probably not, but... <laughs> Um, but put some of these additional st- stuff that maybe they shot, maybe they were holding on to because they, they now are in the long-term game with Star Wars. Mm. Um, and then when, when they do that, they can say, hey, we were really happy with the release. We understand that there's still a want for these and we are going to continue and they announce episode Maybe Ray building her lightsaber. There's so many yeah. things, guys, that we just... Big question marks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we're moving on to the next question. Uh, Commander Mark, a.k.a. Dekine Awakens. Yeah, Dekine Awakens. I don't know why. Kind of vacants. Um, exactly. I think it, I was thinking of that. Um, will Moff Gideon learn to access the Force in an unnatural way? Lacey, this one's yours. You get first dibs. What do you think? Mark, uh, <laughs> I hate this question because... Not because it's a bad question, but because of the repercussions that entail from the answer uh, in that if Moff Gideon is trying to get the force like fed into him, <laughs> like that just changes the whole idea of the force to me and like what kind of like Star Wars, midichlorian things. I don't know. It just changes all of that for me. And I don't know if I like it yet. Uh, the mm-hmm. idea that like anybody can just take someone's blood and then just shove it into their system and then they're like, now I've got magical powers. Like that to me is just wacky. Uh, 
I like to think that what we saw in The Mandalorian was uh, the Palpatine stuff or the early stages of that Palpatine stuff into other bodies so that he could then his spirit can go into the bodies with the midichlorians. Um, So I'm going to say no. I don't think he will, Moff Gideon will use, access the force in a natural way um, himself. Now, if we're talking like for Palpatine or maybe he's like using this type of blood in the dark troopers like we saw kind of in the last episode then um which now we've seen another episode at this point so this answer might be null and void uh (laughs) yeah i don't think he himself is gonna use it is my answer all right john Hmm. what do you think does that make sense well um some guy once told me that the dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural now finding those unnatural abilities in an unnatural way uh is very interesting but i i don't i i don't like this idea because then you really need to go the extra mile to flesh out moff gideon not only do you need to tell us who he is where he came from what his motives are now you got to show us him learning the force through this way that you they need to explain to us because it's a new way to uh, obtain the force you're you're putting way too much into what we need to find out about this character and the way that they're sporadically showing him us and giving him to us we're not getting uh a lot of time with him so i i think that would just add another um variable that john favreau's probably like i do this is going to complicate things too much so i don't think they're going to do that for that reason um especially with how serialized the show tends to be uh, even though it builds up to something at the end of every season it seems but so I, I i just i don't think so whether he uses the force or not we'll see uh but i think it's gonna be one of those things that's already realized and we don't need some kind of understanding of how he does what he does in that realm side note yeah. i saw online that someone said that the <laughs> the kid that got his cookie stolen was like the future Star Wars villain and that was gonna be his like breaking point that like <laughs> <laughs> it would be his like evil monologue like back in the day you stole oh. my I forget who said it so I apologize if you're listening uh, that's pretty I give funny. you full credit I but I I did laugh out loud when I saw that tweet I was like oh my god that's so funny who who's the Incredibles kid yes that guy. Oh, spy, with the red hair. Spy, spear, Spyro or Gyro or no? It it was Incredible Boy, and then someone's <laughs> shouting right now. Someone's so mad. Uh, but then he later becomes. Well, I know he was voiced by Jason Lee. I know that big right. Jason Lee guy. I, I'll have to look it up here uh, when we finish up this one. But so um, what, I'm are, Lacey. Are you trying to tell me that Luke Skywalker? stole Ben Solo's chocolate-covered pretzels, and that's what started this whole problem? No. 100% true. It's <laughs> another another Jason Lee reference. That's all. Um, I think that... Uh, I think that that could be a really cool story if they wanted to go that route. Syndrome. But I feel... That's it. That's it. Um... <laughs> But it's, I think it's too dark and it's too weird. And it, um, like I've been watching The Boys and I don't know if anybody watches that, but that almost seems like a plot line of The Boys that they're doing these like weird, sick stuff 
to these people or he's trying to get his blood so he can get soup powers or whatever you know it's like i don't know maybe that's just because it's on my mind but when i read this i was like I don't know. It doesn't have to be like a blood midichlorian thing. I think that's just the way we're going because of recent episodes. But I, I think that if, I think if he has it, he already has it and that's all that it needs to be. And I think you're, you can do your villain in many other ways. Um, besides needing him to like, I don't know, force the force into himself or something. I think he would have used it already if he had the force. There would have been something he would have done, even if it was something small that would have hinted at it for you. I think that right now it'd be point. an afterthought. Yeah, like I feel like people are like, I liked him when he didn't have the force and now all of a sudden he has the force. Right, so I'm kinda, saying like, yeah. even if he didn't use it a lot, but like he threw a stormtrooper in season one, you'd be like, oh, oh. But, hmm. hmm. That's a good point. That is a good point. Um, but that is in fact the last point of this week's Will of the Force. We're going to wrap it up and we're going to head into the discussion. John, what are we talking about this week? All right. This week's discussion is the future of Boba Fett in Star Wars. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Uh, before we get into this, um, we just want to give a shout out to our friends over at Jewelry Brands. Uh, follow them on Twitter at Jewelry underscore Brands. And, of course, go to their website, JewelryBrands.shop. Uh, they're sponsoring our grand prize for the Mando Fan Show. Uh, also, um, you can get 10% off, and it's holiday season. We're in December. We went over this before. A uh, lot of awesome stuff over there at Jewelry Brands, including, uh, like, light-up Millennium Falcon pins, Mando stuff, Baby Yoda stuff. But anyway, check out what they got. They even have Marvel uh, stuff. It's, it's awesome what they have over there. Uh, and then at checkout, just use TRB as your promo code to get 10% off. So uh, buy some stuff mm-hmm. for yourself if you're uh, selfish or I'm kidding. But also for gifts around the holidays, uh, Jewelry Brands is awesome. So thanks to that crew over there. And stay stay tuned uh, tomorrow for another number in your Mando code as we add to the uh, prizes for that bounty. But time to talk Boba Fett. Speaking of non-force users, watch they watch like they just completely screw up everything, and they're like, "Yeah, guess what? Now Boba Fett's a force user too." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I doubt it. No, I know. Uh, so, all right, Boba Fett became a cult favorite character out of the original trilogy due to his quiet and cool ways, and also being the anti-hero renegade bounty hunter with a unique costume that made for a great action figure and Halloween costume, among other things. Uh, since then, the Fett has been called a lot of things. Uh, an inspiration for Mandalorians, uh, iconic, overrated, all down the line. Uh, coming off of uh, the cameo in The Mandalorian Chapter 9, rumors have surfaced, as we said at the top, that a limited Boba Fett series is being developed. Uh, assuming this is true, or at least uh, assuming we're going to see more of Boba Fett in the future of Star Wars, let's talk about where they can go with the character and what we think would serve the character well going forward for fans of his and people who aren't as big of fans of his, uh, I would say, like us. Um, so I'll, I'll start things off. Uh, you know, I, I, I make fun of Boba Fett a lot because I do think he's overrated. I think he's one of those things that people latched onto because they could say that that was their character because everyone liked Darth Vader or even like Luke. They're like, no, I, I like that guy. I like that guy for some reason. Um, and I get that. If, you know, kids growing up see Empire Strikes Back, he is pretty cool looking. Um, but I will say this, if they are going to bring him back, he, he is alive. It's canon now. It's official after all those whispers, George Lucas saying he's, he's not dead, all that. I'm down to see Fett Demption. 
I, I'm down to see what they can do with the character. I, I, I'm down to uh, see if they can flesh him out, humanize him a bit. He does look very cool out of the gate uh, in Mandalorian Chapter 9. Um, so if they want to do a mini-series type of limited run to see where he goes after uh, the events of the Mandalorian and what happened to him post-Return of the Jedi and all that, I'm I'm absolutely interested in checking it out. So, you know, we're going to have this discussion under the guise of not necessarily that they're definitely creating this Boba Fett series, but that they will continue to use Boba Fett in some capacity post his appearance in Chapter 9 of The Mandalorian. So, uh, Lacey, you're, you're not the biggest Boba Fett fan, right? Nope. I'm right. not. So, if, if they do bring him back, whether it's his series or he shows up in The Mandalorian some more or he shows up in another series in the future... Um, what type of things do you think they could do with their character? What would interest you, you as someone who's not that big of a Boba Fett fan? So first, the, my explanation of not liking him before people at home, like, hate me forever. <laughs> my reason for not liking him is, first of all, I grew up on the original trilogy. I think the first thing people assume of me, because I definitely look younger than I am, but they just tend to assume is that I grew up on the prequels. I didn't. I grew up on the original trilogy. So he's cool in Empire Strikes Back. And like, I get why a lot of people are like, oh, he's really, really cool. And he's a bounty hunter. And like, he's just so stoic and quiet because he's so serious. One of my favorite Star Wars films, if not my favorite of the original trilogy, is Return of the Jedi. And dude dies a chump death in that movie. So it's really hard for me to root for him. When he dies in such a comical way. Like, yeah. it's so funny. From Han Solo being like, Boba Fett, where? Like, and then hitting him, and then he falls into the pit, which, by the way, love that they included that detail on the back of Cobb Vance, which is Boba Fett's jetpack. That was really cool in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, so that is my explanation of why I kind of have never liked him, because I was always like, eh, he's he's overrated in the sense of, yeah, he was cool for that one movie, but then in the next movie, he... He's supposed to be this really cool bounty hunter guy, and he flies right into this thing, and then it burps after it eats him. Like, it's the most ridiculous death ever. But He's very, he's very acidic, that Boba Fett. Apparently. So, um, that being said, though, the action figures are really cool. I've bought them. I have one. Uh, and then they did the Galaxies of Adventures uh, piece of just him. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen of Boba Fett. And I would watch a full movie of that because they made him cooler than him falling into a pit and the thing burping. Like, that's what I think of when I think of Boba Fett. So that being said, I think there is potential to explain his story of how he got out of there, first of all, because that's the big question is like everyone kind of assumes he jetpacked out of there or whatever. But uh, and with the Mandalorian, they talk about how like the acidic kind of spit didn't really hurt his armor. So that's how he kind of survived the Mandalorian and when he went into the crate Dragon. So I think they're going to need to explain how that happened and then what he's been doing this whole time. So that could be an interesting story. My whole thing, and I go back to this from the beginning of the episode, is like, there are tons of characters in the Star Wars galaxy. There's so many characters. And we just had the discussion recently about going back to that familiarity thing of what do fans like? They like what they know. And my response is like, okay, but what other characters can we explore? And they're like, no, we're going to give you this one. Am I going to watch it? Yes. Are they going to do great stuff? Yes. 
I just can't help but wonder why this character. Hmm. That's hmm. my feeling about it. Yeah. James, where are you at with Boba Fett? I like Boba Fett. Um, are you, I th- are I, you a Fett, are you a Fett fan? Are you? Would you consider yourself part of the Fett fan club? Do you have a fetish? I'm a fanat. I'm a fanatic. <laughs> fetish. <laughs> no. Um, I uh, I don't know. I I like him. Um, I can't consider myself like a super fan of his or whatever because I, I feel like the reason people like him is not so much because of his like shorts appearances in the movie. The pe- they like him because of all the books and the novels and other things in the expanded universe that they built out this character and they made him, you know, in a way, um, the representation of the Mandalorian culture, not only that, but also the representation representation of the bounty hunter world. Um, cause when you don't have subsequent material, you you think about Star Wars and you go, oh yeah, man. There's like you know, there's the smugglers and there's pirates and there's Jedi and there's also bounty hunters. And your association with bounty hunters is that group that's standing up there. Who's the best one? Well, the one that caught Han Solo, of course. He's the best one. So he is the best of the best in all the galaxy. And if you want, if you like that idea of just. I don't know, traveling around and, and, and capturing people for money and going on these adventures and stuff. Boba Fett is the absolute representation of that. And then on top of that, all the Mandalorian stuff, like we were talking about, I think, I think there's definitely something cool to him for sure. There always has been that being said, I think this, this is weird. And I, we're we're talking. I'm talking about the rumor that you know they're planning on doing this spinoff show with this character, and it supposedly takes place kind of in between uh, Return of the Jedi and then moves on past uh, the thing. So that kind of is what Lacey was talking about it, or I don't remember which one of you said it, but like giving us a little bit of backstory of how he got to where he is, and then also kind of moving forward with that character. Here's the thing that I don't like about it. You just say, just just close your eyes for a second and go. When when is the when is he at his prime? When When's is the he, best Boba Fett you can prime? do? What's the best Boba Empire? Fett can do? It, it's before all this. Yeah, yeah, it's before all this. It's definitely in a different era when he's or out before with the Empire. Helmet. Yeah, even before Empire, like yeah. that. To me, it's that it's that solo era, like the pre James people are, original trilogy, people but are, leading up to. Return of the Jedi. People are sure. still paying five hundred dollars to see fifty-eight-year-old Axel Rose and Guns N' Roses. So people will still <laughs> want to see the Fett, even though he's past his prime. But I. But what what's weird to me is is I think they're just assuming they're like, yeah, he had a bunch of adventures, but that's not what we want to do. We want to kind of show you a different side of Fett, like his post-bounty hunter world where he's unmasked and stuff, which I can't say is a benefit to me. I I get that because if they did put the mask on him, then all of a sudden, I know it's weird to say, but we've talked about it before, he becomes a Mandalorian (laughs) ripoff, you know? It's too close to to the show that was already successful. Yeah. Yeah. Also, side note, the Mandalorian having his mask on all the time, everybody knows this from season one. There's a lot of shots that are not Pedro Pascal. So it makes me laugh when people are like thirsting on him online when they're like, oh, look at the way he walks. Look at like I'm like, that could not be Pedro. That could be completely someone else. Brendan Wayne's like, yeah. 
I mean, I'm sure he has a great walk. You in season one, it's majority of Brandon Wayne. So yeah. when you mm-hmm. use gifts from that, just remember it's give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Um. Fair. No, I mean, but but you you guys get where I'm going with I this. Do, it's I like do. Th- do. it's like, hey, we're gonna give yeah. you Boba Fett. Not the Boba Fett you would think. Not the ideal jetpack toting, bounty hunting, mask wearing, yeah. working for Jabba Boba Fett. This is the post. I need to change my game up, Boba Fett. Um, we we really don't know a lot about this character as of now. Um, we just know that he's not doing that. He hasn't had the armor for a long time. He doesn't wear the mask. You make a good he looks point. Looks like he's been on Tatooine for a good time. You make a good point about. Some people would see it as a ripoff of The Mandalorian, which is Especially funny. people that don't know Star Wars, but only know The Mandalorian. Right. There are a lot of people that only know it's, The Mandalorian. It, it's flipped in that in those eyes, for sure. Um, but I do not see in any world where you're going to do a Boba Fett series and not give the people what they want, which is Boba Fett back in his armor. That's the payoff. That's, you, you know, if you do or a Or five- some type of armor, yeah. If you do a five-episode Boba Fett limited series, episodes one and two, he doesn't have his armor yet, but he finally gets it, and that's like the climax of the show, and then he becomes Boba Fett again. And maybe the show is about, can he still be that guy after everything he's been through? He's older. He's broken down. The old broken-down dog. He's not the sly bounty hunter catching Han Solo anymore. He's lost a few miles per hour on his fastball, and maybe that humanizes him a bit more. Kind of like... Uh, you Logan? know, like absolutely like Logan. I was going to go the sports route. Uh, I know you're going to make fun of me, Lacey, but uh, you know, so there's sometimes there's those villains in sports and you don't like them and you hate them. But then for some reason, when they're at the end of their career and they're not that good anymore, you almost feel a little bit for them and you almost root for them a little bit. Like it's, the guy from the Vikings. Uh, which guy from the Vikings? What was his name? Brett Favre. Oh, yes. Yeah, Favre. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, That's weird. I didn't know he even played for the Vikings. He, he actually did really well for them. He went 13-3 and that one year. Um, I only know him as the but, Packers But, you know, guy, people right? who didn't like Michael Jordan, and he comes back, they're like, oh, now I want to see Michael Jordan do well. Or, you know, race car drivers like Andrew would know. who do, Great job by the, on the pod race, by the way, on Monday, Andrew. Um, just that that whole spectacle. So now you take it back to Boba Fett. Oh, I didn't like Boba Fett. He was this cocky guy and... He, you know, he, he, he never talked. He didn't have any personality. Now you get that side of him who's like closer to the end of his run and maybe he can do something special and, and like hit people right here and give you a new way of looking at or appreciating Boba Fett. That like inter- Han Solo in The Force Awakens? That Hopefully not that literal in the <laughs> chest, but yeah. But um, yeah, it's just one of those... He used to hit you in the face. Yeah. Now he hits you in <laughs> the heart. Right in the heart. <laughs> It's just I, I, that that excites me to to think that we can get a side of Boba Fett that we didn't see and uh, have it be something with a little weight to it, as opposed to just being that guy in the background doing the cool stuff. So um, I don't know that 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 potential is very interesting to me. But you gotta get him back in his armor. I'm sorry, you gotta. John, you touched on something that I was kind of thinking about this too. Is right here. Is, oh yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to word this because I, I know that true, true Fett fans would be like, no, he's not a villain, right? Because he's a bounty hunter. He'll take any job. It's all about the payout. He doesn't take sides. But I think we think of him as as a villain, generally. He's, he's on the villain side. On the, 
He's on the bad celebration, side, right? Right. Celebration, any art, he's always on the bad side. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's kind of a bad guy, right? So there's there's kind of two thoughts here. They do a, a, a show about Boba Fett. You either are going, hey, they're doing a show where the bad guy is the lead and he's going to be bad and we're going to see that angle for the first time. Or you think what John was kind of saying and you go, uh, you know, like the Zangief, like <laughs> just because I'm bad guy doesn't mean I need yeah. to be bad guy. Yeah. Like he's actually a good guy. And then I start to wonder if, even though that could be cool, I start to wonder if it kind of flies in the face of what people like about Boba Fett in the first place. Like, oh, we're giving you a Sheev Palpatine show. We're going to make him raw, a little, you know, favorable for the fans. It's like, no, like, don't show me his good side. What we like about Boba Fett is that he's the villain. So I don't know which which do you think it is, or, or is there a third possibility? That's like the current thing, right? I mean, kind of humanizing villains is like the hot thing to do right now. Like I got mm-hmm. so mad that Suzanne Collins did like a President Snow book of when he was younger for Hunger Games. Like I don't care what that murderous guy thinks when he was a teenager or like mid 20s. He did mm-hmm. terrible things. That doesn't interest me. So like <laughs> I see where you're coming from, James, where you're like, okay, where do you fall in that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I kind of, I, I get into the argument that we've discussed on the show before is like, when do secondary characters just remain secondary characters? That's fair. Like, do you yeah. need a Lando show? Do you need a Boba Fett show? Do you Now, again, I will take anything and everything Star Wars and I will watch it. However, the question is, do you need it? Do you need that story explained? Or can it just be left as it is for those fans that maybe have their own kind of headcanon? Like, half of the fun for me as a Star Wars fan is like, right now like talking of what could happen what is going to happen your theories my favorite period for that was probably after the force awakens when everybody was like what does it all mean yeah like Mm -hmm. that's what we like to do we're crazy so it gets to a point it's like do you really need every piece of itty bitty canon and character and backstory explained to you and some people Mm -hmm. like that and that's totally cool i'm just kind of on the fence of i don't know if i need that I can t- kind of leave it as, okay, I don't need the story of how he got out. He just got out. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. We don't need to flesh out everybody. It's very important. You know, secondary characters serve a purpose, and it's not to give them full arcs. You know, we're not going to... I don't think we're getting, you know, a Rose Tico Disney Plus series, which may upset people, but it's just supporting characters are supporting characters sometimes, and it doesn't mean they're not good characters. Um, but... Boba Fett, it, uh, one aspect that we haven't talked about yet is I think it's an easy show to make from a money standpoint because they have Tatooine sets already in California. They got the volume. They have the assets for Tatooine and similar areas where Boba Fett has been. You and don't the need- audience is there, to be fair. The audience is there. There is a diehard following for Boba Fett. Original trilogy, prequel fans. All people have a vested interest in di- sure. different types of Boba Fett. Uh, you don't have to have Tamir Morrison, like we were just talked about, in the costume. He could just do the the voice if need be. Uh, maybe do some helmet off shots uh, or whatever towards the end or whatever you want to do there. And then also, 
Uh, and the way Disney is now with money and, and budgeting, it might be, you know, we're just hearing about this rumor so late in the game. They're like, it's being developed all of a sudden out of nowhere. Maybe they did just say, you know what? Like, this guy has that story. We were going to do the movie with it with Mangold. Let's let's just, we, we like, look at this budget here. We can do a Boba Fett series, get it in production, get it out in two years, and it costs this much. And they're like, fans want, fans like this guy? How much? Right, and the focus All right. is on streaming now. Yeah, right. And go the other. Go back even further, John, yeah. to um, Chronicle director Josh Trank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even before the Mangold rumor, we got the Mangold rumor. Like, yeah. you know that that night, I think it was that Solo came out or some, something. The Josh like Trank thing wasn't a rumor. They mentioned that at Celebration in 2015. Oh, that was oh, real. I know, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying it goes back yeah. even further to like that was that was out of the gate. One of the ones they were like, all right, we're doing the trilogy. We got to do the solo thing. We're going to do other spinoffs. It was part of the spin-offs. anthology one series. Of, one of those spinoffs, 100% Boba Fett. And, it, and it, yeah. it somehow didn't come to fruition. They later, it, it rumors we heard they were moving forward with it again. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know that one as, as clearly. That's the James Mangold thing you were talking about. And now we're kind of back at it again. We're hearing more rumors, but they've they've reworked it into a Disney Plus show. Wait a minute. Hold on, John. Where have I heard that before? Yeah. They took a movie right. for a character that they wanted to do and then reworked it into a Disney Plus show? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, and, and that's, that's solo a Star Wars story via Bob Iger saying, you're welcome, Disney+. Plus. Because that all yeah, just reacted so, off of that. Um, I remember Celebration 2015 for the Rogue One panel. They mentioned the Josh Trank thing during the panel. They were like, oh, we're working on an anthology series and blah, blah, blah. And they, it was so casual back then. I love how 2015 was like the year of like telling everybody everything. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, oh, yeah, casual anthology series. We're doing, you know, we're looking into Josh Trank with Boba Fett. And everyone was like, ooh. And they're like, that's what it was. And they showed a bunch of Rogue One stuff. But then Fantastic oh. Four came out that year. And they were like, well, mm. you're not doing that I wanna- anymore. Was that the I want to add in like Fantastic Four? Back to the Future right now. It's like, we have to go back. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Kiri Hart's like, we have to go back and I have to remove every comment I made in 2015. Which yeah. uh, which Fantastic Four did he do? Did he, he did do the, the Michael B. Jordan one. So that wasn't that wasn't the one with um uh what Jessica Alba, right? No, that was no, the Jessica Alba ones were way uh, before that. This was the oh, new that was Chris kind Klein, of Chris Klein. Or no, what's his name? Not Chris Klein. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Chris. So the Josh Trank one was the one that literally Josh tranked at the box office uh, because I see what you did there. it was just really, really bad. Yeah. Which is funny because in the past year he did make a comment about it on Twitter. Like someone said something like, "Name one movie that didn't go how you wanted it to go" or something like that, and he was like, "I got this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Um, one other thing I'll say about Boba Fett in terms of like the villain thing, if you're gonna separate Star Wars characters and say, we're doing two dodgeball teams, which team are you on Boba Fett? He, it would be villains. But in fairness to Boba Fett, he's a man for hire. He works for people for That's money. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. He, he does villainous things, but to him, it's a job. Just like that bounty hunter Zam Wessel, who uh, Django killed before she spilled the beans to Obi-Wan and Anakin. She said, it's just a job. Like they, they, it's just, it's just a job to these people, just like assassins and hitmen. Um, and then you could play the angle, like, you know, he's the son of a murdered father, and Mace Windu murdered his father. Like you can take it from that point of view too, and he carried that with him his whole life. 
you can make Boba Fett. People are gonna say he was always interesting. Shut up, John. You're an idiot. You can make him from a human level, a clone level, maybe the best clone because he's a pure clone, a very interesting character late in his life. And as we're fleshing this out and talking about it from the budgetary aspects, the story aspects, and even as not that big of Boba Fett fans, I think this is getting me more interested in the idea of them doing something, how it pans out and how they tell that story. I don't know. Who who do they surround him with in this era? Is It, all it literally people, sounds or? like the Mandalorian and Logan had a baby. Yeah, and I want to see that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I I th- this is weird to say but like I wasn't a fan of Logan. <laughs> oh yeah? Mm. I thought that movie was no. great, but I yeah, wouldn't want to see I, like a regurgitated version of it. Mm. Yeah, I I actually like I used to like the X-Men movies and then they kind of like wore out on me and then I went back and rewatched the ones I did like and I was like, yeah, these these weren't good either. And I know that everybody tends to to say yeah, we get it for for these movies and stuff, but Logan's Logan's really good. And I, I'm like, no, I mean, like it, it it makes an attempt. It's better, but we're we're not here to talk about Logan. But it's funny when people do that when they go, you know what I want to see? I want to see Star Wars take that Logan approach. And I'm like, hmm. and can we be, can we be fair, in fairness to Logan? I love Logan. Mangold's mm-hmm. great. I mean, Logan yes. is a true grit ripoff. If you, if we want to keep going, like this was like this and this was like that like true grit is like the old west like when john wayne was like old an old man still doing westerns like that's what that's based on so the the interesting thing to me okay we're going back to the boba fett's a villain but he's not really a villain he's a man for hire he he does good things he does bad things right but very few boba fett or (laughs) boba fett's (laughs) that's how ingrained he is very few bounty hunters in general anytime ever in star wars they're hardly ever doing the good thing. Like there's there. I find it very rare. In fact, I can't even come up with anything on the top of my head that it was like a a bounty hunter that was very specifically hired to do something good. Really? Cause the money isn't ever for good stuff. Yeah. You got to follow the money. The money's never good people paying for things to happen. It's always always. the hard jobs. Yeah. That's a good point. So the, the examples that I could potentially think of is like, Oh, he was hired to do a bad thing, but then he saw that it was bad. And and the job kind of was like, no, this is for evil. I don't want to do it. And I'm backing out of it. But that that's Mandalorian. They gave us that. He didn't want to kill the child, you know, and they, the, the, I don't know what he wants to do with it. Hanging on his wall, eat it, whatever. And it was very like bounty hunter is bad. And I'm not going to be bad, so therefore I'm moving away from that culture. Um, and the other example of that is the whole like Seventh Samurai episode where there's good people being traumatized and they hire the bounty hunter to to save or help them. But again, that's an overuse thing, and it's also been done in this. If I, if there was one other example anywhere else, that's the other one I could think of from Clone Wars. But it's the same story, right? Mm. Bounty hunters kind of saw that they those people were getting like trampled on, so they right helped him train him and yeah i don't even think the village hired him though i think they just he they wanted to i think he just was like i'll do it like they didn't care dune talked him into Mm. staying to help them or whatever it was and Mm. yeah i think it was one of those things like we can pay you this much and he's like that's not enough for fuel and then he's like but they're like but we need it and then i think he like found a reason why it might be beneficial for him Mm. 
he went to Cara Dune and Cara Dune was, was said no, but she was only interested in doing it because the imps were there. And when he saw the kids playing with Baby Yoda, I think he took his helmet off, remember? That was like the, yeah. that, that, that almost like that switch. But, but anyway, my, my point being like, it, it, if the, the whole side of the bounty hunter can be good thing, it feels like it's it's played out in Mandalorian. And on top of that, it's a Mandalorian. It's the same character. Dude with the helmet. That's true, yeah. Maybe it, it, taking it fair. off. That's it just fair. feels too close to this. Yeah. And you're you're not you're doing it even in the same era and tying it in with the same show. I, something something feels weird to me about this rumor. I like the idea of old Tamara Morrison, but I go back to that original point of mine. It's like this feels like the wrong era of Boba Fett. If you're gonna give me Boba Fett, this isn't the Boba Fett that I want. And on top of that, it feels very similar to your first successful show. So mm. that also feels a little weird. Yeah. Did you guys watch? So did you guys watch? Lacey's um, right. Like this is a time to branch away and do something different. Yeah. Did you guys watch like um, Sons of Anarchy? You guys watch that show? No, I did not. It's so it's, you know, your main protagonists are an outlaw biker gang and they're not good people, but they're your protagonists because they're the main focus of the story. So I think you could still, if they wanted to go that route, still have him be a bad guy, but he's going against other bad people. So that's another thing to, th- to consider. Um, if this rumor is even true, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, I still think they're going to use Boba Fett, whether they give him a series or not. So I guess that's the m- real main uh, focus uh, that we have here. But um, if you want to wrap it up, we're up almost up uh, against time anyway. So uh, sure. yeah, any final thoughts? Lacey, do you have any final thoughts on this? Do you... You would you see like you always say you will enjoy it when they make it because they'll make it well. Um, you're, you're not totally inclined on the idea, but um, any final thoughts on uh, the future of Boba? Give me Boba in Solo too. I like that. I think that that would make. I mean, that's an actual story I want to see with that character. You could yeah. See, yeah, build up that that rivalry. Why they didn't like each other. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, right on, James. Anything else to close it out? I mean, she just put into words exactly what I was like always alluding to. Like, I didn't want to get into that, but like, yeah, I've been hammering on this isn't Boba Fett in his prime. And if you're going to do Boba Fett in his prime and you're going to link it to some sort of property in the Star Wars world, I'd rather it be somewhere in the era of Solo. I'd rather be able to pull in some of those characters if need be and really give a, a secondary vibe to that uh, thing. It, I mean, if you're doing Boba Fett standalone, if you're doing Solo 2 or Han and Solo, the adventures of Han and Chewie, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, then he, he gets pulled in there and he becomes a villain or an antagonist or yeah. you know, someone to go up against him. Um, but, but again, I just feel like it's, it's, it's the wrong era, but we're all in the same boat. Like we're going to see it and we're probably going to be like, I mean, I'm not, hundred percent on this but i'm 80 percent on this i like it (laughs) yeah this is cool what they did i'm glad we're getting it then we'll have to do the boba shoba (laughs) the boba fan the boba fan shoba (laughs) i don't know um i do agree with you guys on it solo too though because it would just make too much sense it's not one of those things you have to shoehorn in like c3po and the phantom menace uh, I will dig on that for the rest of my life. I apologize, Phantom Menace fans, but um, 
And I, I, I forget how to dig back on this. I had heard that either Lord Miller wanted Boba Fett to appear in Solo originally, or their plans were to have him be in a follow-up. But I mean, obviously, if they were going to Jabba's Palace, you're probably going to see him there anyway. So yeah, I agree. That that makes a great deal of sense. So hopefully they make Solo 2 happen, and there, there's your Boba there as well. So... Uh, but we want to know what everyone out there thinks. Uh, are you a Boba Fett fan, first and foremost? If you are, we hope you enjoyed it from our perspective as not the biggest of fans, but we like uh, Star Wars, so we like Boba Fett. Uh, let us know what you would want to see from Boba Fett uh, post-Mandalorian. Do you like the idea of uh, him appearing in a Solo 2? Jabba's Palace, we know he's there. We know he works there. Makes sense. Uh, where do you want to see Boba Fett in the future of Star Wars? And do you buy that rumor that they're making a limited series? So all that stuff, hit us up in the comments on YouTube, of course, on Twitter at RBATSWNN. And email us if you are a little shy, resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. But either way... Uh, is Fett Demption coming? And we'll find out. But uh, speaking of Twitter, though, we are going to hear from you uh, with a different type of twist on uh, some fun stuff here in Resistance Transmissions. Lacey, what's up? All right, guys. It's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> so as you guys know, every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation. And you guys give your answers. And I don't know what the scenario is. I don't know what you said. And we see what happens. So this past week, you guys said, or we said, uh, pick an animated canon Star Wars character and who would you cast to play them if they were brought to live action? And don't do Ahsoka for obvious reasons. All right. First up is Adam Odal at Odal Adam. Hey, Adam. He said, I think Lars Mikkelsen would do a fantastic job as live action Thrawn. To me, mm-hmm. this is another situation where it would make sense to have the voice actor make the transition, which is not always the case. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. You know, we, I, I've also been kicking that around. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to th- throw anything out there on, on top of you guys, but that I thought would be maybe a good Kessel run down the line is like our picks for characters that voiced characters initially that if they were brought to live action, they would be capable of playing the role or we, we would think it'd be a good pick, like mm-hmm. our top 12 in that category. Yeah. Um, and Adam brings up a good one here. Mm-hmm. Of course, I thought he was going to say Ahsoka just because that's oh, Adam's that's personality. Like, <laughs> it sure is. Next up is Mello. Hey, Mello at a gray Jedi. Mello. And he said, Asajj Ventress by Karen Gillan, which is a very uh, Guardians of the Galaxy choice. Is yeah. it because she's already bald? <laughs> this was a. This got a lot of attention. This was a very popular. It got like yeah. forty likes. Uh, mm-hmm. This was a popular pick, Mello. Next up is Silver Dragon Blade at Jetta Rosewater. Hey Jetta, who said Helen Bonham Carter as Mother Talzin? Ooh, I, I thought that was so so brilliant uh, of a choice because she there is that weird Tim Burton-y vibe uh, with that character and mm-hmm. Helena Bonham Carter is like the female Evil Tim Burton person, yeah. uh, actor so yeah is his wife used to, I think they broke up unfortunately oh yeah. Yeah. next is Pedro Calderon <laughs> at that mofo Pete <laughs> uh, and Pedro said I think Daniel Craig would make an awesome Cad Bane Oh, Daniel Craig can do whatever he wants. <laughs> See, you know what I mean? Like a lot of these that you're like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that That's weird. I wonder if I wonder if there's an association there with like 
Cad Bane reminds me of James Bond. So get James Bond to play the character. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a vibe there. Well, I think I that's where the Karen Gillan one came from, to me at least. I was like, okay, she was already bald for another kind of I assassin-y agree. character. Exactly. Like when you look at um, that character, you can kind of put a side-by-side by Saj Ventress and be like, it's similar enough that mm-hmm. it, now I think Karen is the only one who can play that character. Yeah. 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 Kevin Lewis at Thrawn Zon Fan said Kate Blanchett as Arinda Price. Yeah, which again is oh, another example I mean, of this. Uh, her her in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is that character. Yes, uh, yes. You know, yes. So, yeah. uh, Duchess of Darksaber Light at Darksaber Light said Kate Blanchett as Duchess Satine Krins. Christ. Christ. Um, <laughs> now I'm rethinking, did I say I thought, I thought it was Kreese. I thought it was Kreese. <laughs> yeah, Kreese? yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know Kreese. what's going on. I think, uh, I mean, I, we obviously did the back-to-back Kate Blanchett. I, that works too, though. Because mm-hmm. like, a lot of people did the side-by-side with the photos, and um, definitely pull it off. Next is Alex Zukas at Zubaka. Hi, Alex. He said, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa as Hondo Anaka. Mm. Nice. A lot of people want to see Hondo make that jump to live action. That's one of the most popular things I see. James included. Ye- yeah, the thing about his voice is he's such a famous, famous voice, um, Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's done like everybody. So when I hear him, when I hear Hondo now, it's funny because I, I can pick out all of his voices. I'm like, I hear Tigger in these characters, you know what I mean? And I, I, I he blends together in, in such a, an interesting way mm-hmm. that it would be odd to do anybody but him, but also I, I think he physically doesn't match the character or anything, so it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Next up is Rebel Scum Texan at Rebel Scum Texan, who said Ian McKellen as the father, Scarlett Johansson as the daughter, and Sam Witwer as the son. <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> Sam Witwer, again, another one. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, th- what, what's the... What's the the best one and the worst one because to me i i i love all three but i think scarlett johansson's probably the weakest out of i don't them. like I, scarlett johansson i would pick okay i would pick her there i i like her i don't like her as this no. yeah yeah correct yeah. i sam Whitwer though like i think it's just his vibe his personality that seems to also fit that that son character yeah. too and yeah, ian mckellen good. in star wars as the father forget about it <laughs> Next is a larger view of the force at a larger view pod. How's it going, guys? Uh, and they said if Tia Sakar's off the table, parenthesis, just make things a little interesting, then Karen Fukuhara as Sabine. This is an interesting choice. And I also found it interesting this past week, the rumors of uh, Naomi Scott being rumored to play a role in Kenobi. And mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. of people were saying it would be Sabine. And I was like, I love Naomi Scott, so I could see it. Sabine would be too young for in, to be in Kenobi, though. Oh, I don't know if that's... People were oh. just... That's the first thing they jumped to, but I just everyone, like Naomi Scott. Everyone just like... Anytime someone's rumored to be in a, something... It's Ray's it mom. Be, yeah. And now, yeah. It's Sabine, now it's Sabine. Now it's Sabine. Yeah, it's moved yeah. to Sabine. Or just re- insert Rebels character. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Next up is Mello again. <laughs> hey, Mello. He's back. He said, a gray <laughs> Jedi... 
or at a gray Jedi, he said, "Okay, I've got one more. John Cena. John Cena as the Force. Quote: You can't see me." <laughs> oh, mellow. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. It's true. And last but not least is Christopher Sean at Christopher Sean. I wonder who that could be. Wait, way to get your handle. Way to, way to go, Christopher Sean. <laughs> yeah. And he said, can I say me as Kaz from Resistance? Christopher Sean, you could say whatever you want. Absolutely. Uh, we actually thought you should have been in The Rise of Skywalker. That would have been such an easy cameo. It would have been super yes. cool. And you, they should have they should have done it. You just flying by he being made, like, I'm here. He made the novel. I yeah. know. Like, why not just have that shot of him in the cockpit just being like, we're here. Yay. And you, you know what? He was there. Guys. Another cameo he should make. It's right here on TRV. Is on the show. I yeah. thought you were going to say hanging yes. out at my house. Anytime, I Christopher. I thought you were going to say the app cameo. <laughs> I'd hang out with Christopher, Sean. That'd be, that'd he be seems awesome. so cool. Absolutely. We yeah, can do those really funny, awkward uh, soap opera stares where they have you stare for like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I love those. <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, if you want to be on the show, a part of Resistance Transmissions, you can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. Um, and just look out for the scenario. It's usually about Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, you can also just look at the hashtag, hashtag resistance transmissions, and you could be on the show and be amongst amazing people like Christopher Sean. John, back to you. And us. Oh, I just meant Christopher Sean because he's oh, way cooler than yeah. me. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening uh, or watching, being a part of TRB. Uh, we love all of you, all of you, all the support, all the new people that have joined us. We hope you've been enjoying the podcast. Uh, make sure you do subscribe to the show because we're still in the heart of uh, Mando season, which means the Mando fan show is going on. Uh, we're doing another episode tomorrow night, live 8:30 East on YouTube.com/slash Star Wars Newsnet videos, talking about Chapter 14. Uh, Jeff Lowe from Lights Camera Barstool will join us for his third time on our show. Uh, to talk about that chapter. We're going to have a good time with him. Make sure you uh, check in with us live because the live chat is always such a good time. People have such a great time there. Get your Mando code. But if not, this is why you subscribe because it'll still be on the podcast apps, on the channel, and you get two episodes of TRB Mondays and Thursdays. So three times a week you're getting us. So you have to keep up. And how you do that is by subscribing, getting your notifications. So YouTube, hit the little bell. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you get your audio podcasts, subscribe to TRB and share it with a friend. There's people like Star Wars out there who don't even know Star Wars podcasts exist. Send a link, copy, paste, send. Check out this podcast. Let's let's have something else to bond over. These three people right here. Okay, John. You know what's funny is is podcasts are so much better. When you have someone that you regularly talk to that also listens to it. I agree. Because you can be like, dude, what'd you think of, uh, you know, Lacey's viewpoint on that? I like, I agree. You know what I mean? It's so much better because you can, you can go outside of the podcast and chat with other people about it. It's funny you said that because when you said, dude, what do you think? The first thing that popped in my head was like how dumb Lacey was last week. That's literally what I thought. (laughs) And then you said my name and I was like, 
Oh no! He's in my head! <laughs> oh, you guys. Um, make sure you're also going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news. Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, last thing. Um, Teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast for all of your gear. Uh, you can't get this because it's it's one of those special things when we do the virtual cantinas, but we're going to be doing more virtual cantinas, so don't worry about that. But you get your like, mix maybe really stuff. soon. Uh, yeah, very soon. But you can get this. Makes a little too happen pin. Uh, go to teespring.com slash makes a little too happen pin. Get your makes a little too happen pin and spread the word it makes a little too happen because one day we want to be able to say we're not doing that anymore because they made it. So uh, that's it for us, though. We'll see you tomorrow night in the Mando Fan Show. And Wait, Monday on. What's the phrase? We haven't done one in a while. Oh, Ooh. we need it. Oh, a closeout phrase? Yep. Mm. Put. Put uh, make it hashtag Boba Fett. And maybe YouTube will pick up. Or what about something. like Lacey said before, Boba Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. Yeah, I like that. Boba Fetish in the That's comments. Weird. Yeah, whatever you gotta do, or hashtag it. Um, but yeah, for uh, James Lacey and myself, we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast and tomorrow on the Mando Fan Show. See you around, kids. <laughs>